himself. He tells you that. Self-centeredness tells you that. So you're listening. The self is playing God once again. It's telling you where you are and where you're not going to be and where you were and where you should want to be and all this. That's called playing God. Find out. Check it out. See? So, so you say, I don't want to be in self. All right. That's great. But look at what told you you were in self. Take the same thing we're talking about here and apply it to the next level that is being revealed to you. Yeah? So in other words, oh, I recognize that's being in self. But you know, maybe you're not recognizing that selfing is playing it by telling you you're in self. Yeah? So bring it to the next level. I'm not that either. And every level that's revealed, you're not that. Yeah? What happens is, more and more of the I don't know becomes your basic modality of way of moving. Because the head's constantly trying to become relevant by going, I, I was in self, now I'm out of self. Now, who says that? Selfing? All right. Well, who says that? That that was selfing? Well, again. And after a while, the lens opens up, and every time you believe you're on the rim of it, and you're the authentic self looking at all the selfing, you'll see that you're included in that. Yes? That's also selfing. Nothing right or wrong with it, it's just selfing. And so after a while, maybe six or seven times this happens to you, you've got it. You don't need it to happen anymore. You realize there is no authentic self. And it's never going to present its authenticity through thought in the head. So the reliance on that, or the, or the unreliance on all the phony selves, and then the real deep reliance on what you believe is the authentic self is seen through, and then you're relying on what's infinite. It doesn't happen through thought. Yes? So, the I don't know state is the reliance on the infinite. The I know state is the reliance on self. Yeah? The I don't know state is the reliance on the infinite. The I know state is reliance on self. The head is constantly trying to be relevant and say, I know. I know I've been in self. I know I've been this. I'm feeling disconnected. All this, all of that is self-fitting. You can't be connected or disconnected. You're something other than that. Yeah? So every time, you, what happens is more and more will be revealed that you're not that. That's all that occurs. Because the whole sense of relevance is that I am that. I am something. I am something. I am name and form. And you're not that. And what does it upset? It upsets name and form. It doesn't upset you at all. What you are doesn't get upset by what you're not. Literally. What you're not gets upset by what you're not. What you're not gets upset by what you're not. What you are does not get upset by what you're not. <laughs> it just doesn't. What you are, what you're not gets upset by what you're not. What you are does not get upset by what you're not. So, whatever's pontificating, saying I'm in the self or not the self, isn't it? You do not need a locator, and I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know is a non-locatable place. It's a no place. That's it. True security is an insecurity. What we call security is bogus here. True security is an insecurity. You're free-falling. But there's not a you that's free-falling. There's just free-falling. Just the verb. See? To a noun, free-falling can be very scary. That's what happens. When you get really afraid of free-falling, it's the noun that's afraid. Yes? Because the noun free-falling is, woo! I don't like free-falling as a noun. But free-falling is what's happening. 
but not to a noun. If it's happening to a noun, it has it's worthy of being worried about. <laughs> Find a noun. But it's just happening, not to anyone. Yeah? We're free-falling, every one of us. You think we're actually sitting in a chair and this is solid? This isn't happening. This is just energy. <laughs> Riffing like crazy. Yes? Can you elaborate on positive energy? Yes. <laughs> I'm in the answer. <laughs> Pause. When agitated. Stop. The, the stopping of self is a mood, is a verb. But isn't stopping the self also telling the self you're stopping yourself? No. No. Because you're not stopping the self. Stopping the self is your attention sweet from it. It's not your attention. You didn't do anything. Selfing needs your attention to verb. Yes? When that selfing, when the attention's taken from it, that's the pause. But what if it's coming at you like a lizard, say so you're agitated? Who's it coming at you? Well, then do something else. If you need a, if your house is on fire, get a pail of water. If it's coming at what you believe it's like a blizzard, then have a nice snow jacket. You know, help somebody. Like someone called me the other day. He's talked about all the, all the, uh, all the glories of meditation. I said, well, I, bet, I guess you better meditate then. <laughs> That's how you feel. You better meditate. If you're feeling like something's coming at you like a blizzard, then get a fucking snowcat. It's not you. Yeah? In other words, if a house is on fire, and I have a philosophy that there is no fire, there is no house, and there's no Paul, yet I'm experiencing being burnt up, fuck the philosophy, get the pail of water put out the fire, then you can go back philosophizing again. Yeah? So if it seems like something's coming at you like a blizzard with a super amount of agitation, then duck. What's the problem with that? So you just knew, use what you need to use when you need to use it. That's called living, in a sense. It's not like, oh, I, sh- I should have a philosophy that I never have to do this. That's bogus. It's a living experience here. Yeah, you're living. So, one moment, hey, you're totally okay. You don't need that pail of water. The next day, your house may, ooh, it may be scorching. You get the pail of water. You're neat. There's no self in either of them. There's no self that said no to the pail of water, and there's no self that got the pail of water. It's just what's happening here. It's not you doing it. So, why do you have an opinion of it? Yeah, because you believe you're an angry dude, and you lose your temper, and you flip out. Yeah, so there's a belief in selfing there. So with that case, take what you feel will help you concerning that anger and stuff. That's what I would do. Yeah, like I, when I get sick, or let's say my car breaks down, I go to a master, someone who knows cars. That's what I do. Yeah. I don't say, oh, I shouldn't, there's no me, and I don't need to know anything about cars. What the what is that? Selfing. Just go to whatever you need to do when you need to do it. There's no you involved in it. If you're bummed out, go get some help. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Who's getting the help? See, this is a something. People believe there was a self that was doing stuff. And now they, they don't want to be a self, so they're wondering why they, they don't want to do that anymore. There was never a self that was doing it then, and there's never a self that's not doing it now. 
Whatever happened, happened. And whatever will happen, will happen. You, the mind still is trying to write its relevance into the story. Well, it was really happening because there was a self going on there. And now it's not happening because there wasn't a self. No, it was just happening and just like this is happening. It has nothing to do with a self at all. Yeah? You see? See how the head wants to be relevant still? It wants to believe that I did something as a self, and that's what caused my life to be so crazy. And now, as a non-self, I'm not going to do something, and that's what's going to cause... No, it's not the case. There was never an idea of being a self. Well, why did it happen then? I have no fucking clue. Why is it happening the way it is now? I have no clue. That's the I don't know. It's beautiful. But I know damn well your head's having an interpretation about what's happening, which is causing you to travel very heavy now. That could be the extreme. And the, the, all this whole interpretation is based somehow on you being a self. Yeah? That's all the heaviness. what's appearing. Yeah? Part of what appears here now is what you're not. That's part of the appearance. But freedom is you are neither it being good nor being bad. Yeah? So when I look at it, my head goes off for five times in a row about what's way I'm driving, or it goes off one time in a row, or it doesn't go off at all. It didn't go off for to a Paul. <coughs> five times, or three times, or no times. Nothing's ever happened to Paul. Yeah? My head is interpreting a happening that it has to be having something happening to a Paul. But in fact, nothing's ever happened to what I am. It's the awareness of all events and no events. That's what I am. I truly am that. Yeah? That's the freedom from self. Freedom from a good self, freedom from a bad self. After a while, I, I always talk about traveling later, but after a while, traveling later is just forgotten also. You don't know what's going on, and there's no concern about it. 
literally. You have no, uh, there's no sense of an observer that's sizing up how it's doing anymore. Really, it's amazing. That it's really amazing that life has always been the absence of self. That's why the presence of self is life's absence in a way, and life's presence is self's absence. And in fact, all there has been is life's presence. There's never been a self that had any relevance to it being absent or present. It's just the story the mind's running. Yeah. Everything that's ever happened is gone. Bye-bye. It's like it never happened. And yet, the awareness of it is still here. And if you look at everything that came and everything that went, you get a real strong feeling of what's always been so, which is the awareness of it. Yeah? And that the awareness is constant. It's, does, it's not partitioned in time. It was, doesn't have a past or a future. It's, a, it's constant. Constant constant context of what's going on here. That awareness has been aware of the Paul and the Joe every moment that the Paul and Joe wasn't aware of. Yeah. The mind Joeing and Pauling was was seen by awareness every moment it was Joeing and Pauling. Yeah. And that awareness will see when there's no joing and pulling, yeah? and it saw when there wasn't before any joing and pulling and after any joing and pulling. All there is is that awareness. Really, that is the context of life. Yeah, there is no sense of individuality, one bit in it. It's freedom from everything we feel as this place. It's a freedom from all that. It's a freedom of every making everything an object to us as a subject. It's free from that. There's no subject and object as it. There's just awareness. There's just an onness, an intelligent onness. It's witnessed what you call you. All the moments you were blacked out about your own life, yeah? all the moments you were unconscious, something has been totally conscious of all those moments. What you truly are has witnessed all that you weren't, all the times you forgot, all the times you thought you remembered, all the times you felt connected, all the times you felt disconnected, all the stories about being far and close have been witnessed by what I am and you are. You haven't missed one nanosecond of the appearance of life in what you call your life. What you truly are hasn't missed one nanosecond never blinked, never had the chance to be unconscious, because it doesn't play that game of conscious and unconscious. It's never taken a vacation. It's never looked away. Yes, it never got diverted. Its attention is its true nature, awareness. And it's been aware. You want to call a, a life fully lived? What you have appeared to be is a life fully lived by awareness. In the appearance, as a you, you can appear not to have been connected to it, not to have been aware of it, forgotten a lot of stuff, missed a lot of things, all like that. But that aspect of what you call life has been lived totally, completely by what you truly are. It has been witnessed totally, clearly, perfectly 
by what you truly are. Every, every moment. That life has been truly worth living. What has appeared as you has not missed any of the appearance of you ever. Everything has been valued by what was valuing it. You are the awareness of what you may call a lousy fucking life. What your head may call, I missed all these opportunities. You are that awareness. And it hasn't missed one second of the expression of life here. It's been constantly aware. And it has no judgment how good or bad you think it's been. It has no judgment about suffering and pain and bliss and joy. It's just consciously, consciously, consciously aware of all the times you thought you were unconscious. It never fell asleep. When you're resting in your fucking bed at night, it's constantly aware of everything that's being dreamt through you. It's having an incredible ride, I'd imagine, called you. Yeah? The you that thinks it can miss the turn on the roller coaster that was picked last and got missed that fairy princess. It's witnessed every one of the things you thought you missed and every one of the things that you had. It's witnessed every last second of what you call a life that was absent. Because the source of life was constantly available at all times because that's its nature. It hasn't missed anything. It doesn't need anything added onto it. It doesn't need anything subtracted from it. It's complete in and of itself. Not by the life that's being lived, but by what's witnessing it. Yes? We're trying to accrue value here, yet the value is the witnessing of it. The value is inherently there, always in place. We, as an action figure, attempt to accrue value here, as if we're going to make a life worth living. This life is totally worth living because it's being witnessed by life itself. Yeah. Shit. So, so when you go to your head and say, I missed this, and I shouldn't have done that, and I didn't treat this person well, all of that is a story within a story within a story. But what's truly reading this story hasn't missed one, one syllable of it, one exclamation point or dot or period or pause or gap. All of that has been living. Yeah. Your job is totally done. You've done exactly what you were meant to be, an expression. Yeah. Now you have an opinion of how you express and all that. That's selfing. That's part of what's going on. But what's witnessing has found finds no fault in you. Not at all. There's nothing to be forgiven. Because you never do anything fucking wrong. Literally. You've just been used and something's witnessed us. What a hallelujah. If you knew what was witnessing you, you'd fucking fall on your knees and just totally collapse in gratitude. Literally. It would take your breath away. You would just sit there and just fucking adoring gratitude. That's something, you know, that what's looking is looking out of our fucking head.
to seek your own forgiveness. Nothing you've ever done. Yeah. Yes. Um. <clears throat> well, I really hey, wonder, I've been, I've, this is what I'm I've been coming here for about a year now. And it's been a little struggle than I'm because um, um, when I hear the message, often I feel like today, you know, there, there's some days that I come and hear you and I feel really good, and other days I feel really, I don't feel good. Meaning, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I hear your message and what you said um, in terms of being a bonding agent and not really wanting to be free. You know, I, you know, knowing that I'm an addict and alcoholic, uh, that I've always given that has not given me any relief at all. Just knowing that or knowledge, you know, self, self knowledge. But what I'm saying, so. If I come from when I'm feeling this, I, I hear the truth. Um, I don't, you know, I feel like, you know, my addiction is not just, you know, the actual addiction of the alcohol, the drugs, and all that. You know, I'm addicted as well to myself. You know, I, I, that's all I know. For the last 45 years of my life, that's it. So hearing this message, you know, yes, I'm in fear because, you know, I, 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 I don't know. You know, a part of me doesn't want to let this thing go. It doesn't. So then don't. I'm just saying. Don't. You have permission. Part of me, the other part of me, cannot live with it anymore. Well, that's the relief that your mind wants. The selfing, what you call relief, selfing has its own idea of relief. And it's got the relief from being what it really is by you being in this conflict. That's its relief. It's All your suffering now is relief to the self. Because what it's really afraid of is being what it is. So all your suffering that you think you want relief from, your mind is getting relief from it. That's, not why, that's why it's not willing to let it go. It's getting relieved of responding to the ability of being fucking free. And you're scared shit of that. Because of guilt probably and shame. You feel like you don't deserve to be so you're in your own court of self and you're being punished. If you're tired of it, bring it to the court of light. If not, realize that being tired of it is part of the self's relief. See, you believe relief is something. Self has relief from the real dilemma, which is responding to your freedom. You don't have to respond to it to the freedom that you are by being with this. So this is the relief of self from this responsibility of freedom. You don't see that. I hear two things. You know, one side is you earlier you said I'm I'm responsible because I'm responsible because I'm not going to let it go. You know, um, Yet, on the other hand, I'm not responsible. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Do you, you need to see, just, why don't you just do what you want to do and be accountable for what's going to happen? And then shut the fuck up about it. See what happens. Get your ass kicked. You got used to it. That's not, you're not scared about getting your ass kicked. You're scared of being free. You, you're, you're more than you're totally relaxed in getting loaded this weekend and fucking around in the tenderloin. That's your relief. 
from the unbearability of being possibly free. You don't see that? You don't see that our behavior is really a way of tap dancing around what we're really afraid of as a self, which is not to be not to be a self. That's what you're scared shit of, is not to be a self. You want to be relevant as an individual. So if you suffer enough, it makes you seem relevant, at least to you. Yeah? So it's a game of mind. And you're engaged as it. So you hear this. This makes it incredibly sweet. You hear a message, I believe, that is a very nice, clear quality, and then you're on the tenderloin by Friday. What an incredible contrasting whack, isn't it? You must really be fucked up in your head. If you've heard this message, and then you find yourself in the tenderloin smoking some pipe with some, some prostitutes, your mind must have a field day with that information. What an incredible, exquisite relief for selfie. Now it can create a huge amount of guilt and shame. I've heard about the truth, and look at where I am on a Friday night, smoking crack with these two prostitutes. And I heard this message on Saturday. Man, that must make me really something. Yes, exactly. That's what it does. Don't you see it? That's what it does. This makes it sweeter, the suffering. Because now you feel like you've heard something, you've felt something, and yet then you have relevance by saying no to it and being loaded in the tenderloin on Friday. Man, that's juicy. Talk about production value. That's fucking high production. Like when I was out there, I didn't have any that extreme. I hadn't heard anything about the truth. So man, it was okay. But now you've heard something that's resonated in you and then to do that, what that, that, what, what, does, what that act must make you is unbelievable, isn't it? You must be so fucking nasty that you can hear something like this and still want to go get loaded. It's selfing. It's the true relief of selfing that all that suffering is relief as a self. You call it suffering, but it's truly relief from the unbearable fear you have about being free because you don't believe you deserve it. You're playing, your mind's playing God. You, you think you should suffer, so your suffering is going to the tenderloin and fucking around and, and having to hear this message on a Saturday and then go to the tenderloin four days later. That's a sweet level of suffering, man. You know what I mean? I mean, that's juicy. The mind's found a good little combo meal, like a McDonald's combo meal. You get a little association with truth and then association with a crack pipe and prostitutes four days later. Man, that's a nice combo. Selfie's cooking up a good one. It's not about feeling good, bro. You're a master at feeling good and feeling bad. This is about recognizing something. And it's all, there's no pressure to recognize it or not. But obviously you wanted to hear it because you've heard it. I'm sorry. This spiritual subpoena has been served. What are you going to do? That's my job. Yeah. You want to go to the tenderloin? This will make it juicier. You'll feel worse about yourself when you come into that lovely, great relief called remorse. You don't see the mind. The mind's idea of relief isn't what you think it is. It's relief from the real burden and the real fear of being free. So any bondage is a great relief to its real thing it's worried about, which is, hey, I could possibly be free? Let me fucking disprove that. Oh! That's why you're unwilling to give something up. It's serving the self. Self is getting off on it. It has to. 
Why would you put up with such fucking suffering unless there was something getting something out of it? It's obviously not the pleasure anymore. You can't enjoy it now. It's a job for you. You're serving the master of selfing. Its idea of relief is not to have to deal with the fact that it doesn't exist. So it gets to exist as that crazy character who has a job and this and that and then smokes crack and fucks whores on Friday. It's a perfect relief. You could have gotten a better relief for self. You've got to realize you are being used. Self has a real fear. It's not the fear you think you have. The self's fear is not to be you. And it doesn't want to be free from that. It wants to be a you. And this is how it bonds you to it. I had this trouble when I was younger. I was with a guru, a spiritual teacher. And after a while, I liked what he showed me, knowledge, this meditation. I practiced it pretty diligently. And, but as I was with him, I had a very heavy time with relating to him. Because of all these old concepts and ideas. And the, pay, the way he was presented by his followers was he was the Lord of the universe. Yeah? So, just watch how my head used this. So, here's the Lord of the universe that I've been introduced to, and I don't like him. What does that make me? What, 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 what does it make me that I don't like the Lord of the universe? Pretty fucking nasty, that's what makes me. And so my, my mind used my relationship with him to cause me unbearable turmoil and emotional stress for years. I was planning on trying to kill the guy once. You know, I just fucking got to get this guy out of my freaking life. It's driving me freaking crazy. Selfing, selfing, selfing. So you think, oh, but the real thing was it was afraid to surrender. That's what it was. So its relief was all this suffering. Its relief from the real fear of surrender was suffering. You're, you're drinking up relief on Friday night from the real fear of surrendering. That's what you're fucking afraid of, is the surrender. So you'll put up with tons of suffering this weekend and the remorse that's going to follow because it's going to work for your head, which is, I put off the idea of surrendering. Hallelujah! You're a success in selfing. What you call in suffering is a successful day in selfing. That's the point. You see it? There's something living you at the same time that what you are is available. There's something that's living you. It's okay, but you might as well check it out. So your idea of suffering is truly belief to it. That's why what you're holding on to that you call suffering, your mind's using it as relief. That's why you're unwilling to let go of it. You know? So it's just like I know a lady. Her idea was she loved to hear this message, but she believed if I hear this message, I won't there won't be any filial love with my sisters and family. So her main mind made an incredible conflict because she had this natural feeling of the freedom, but she said, I'll lose something I really like, which is the love of my sisters. Who the hell made this up? It was just set up by selfing. So that soon, every time she'd hear this message, it would be this flowering and a constriction because of what she believed she lost. And she, it was entertaining it for years. I've worked with her for years. She had, a, she had she'd gotten to such a perfect vice grip of mind. So she had this pull, but no, because I'll lose the love of my family. So look at what you really are getting off on with all of your behavior. Are you really happy getting loaded anymore? It must be all fucking burnt out. I mean, it's a job, isn't it? Because you're serving self. 
is being used to serve self. What it's really afraid of is freedom. I'm serious. People want to want to be free. They don't want to be free most of the time because it scares the bejesus out of what you identify as. It's just that freaking simple. So start telling the truth about life, not from the point of view, I want to be free, but the point of view that this doesn't want to be free. And then maybe all your suffering will start making sense because you'll see it's using suffering to relieve it of a real fear it has, which is being free. <laughs> more drama, the better. The more I seem to be suffering, it'll distract me from that ever-present invitation to be free, which is driving me crazy. Because I don't want to be free. I want to be special. Okay, well, let's, let's make sure we don't see that. So let's see all this. Oh, I'm struggling. I'd really like to be free of this, but I'm engaged with it for years. It's like people in bad relationships. Oh, I definitely don't want to see them again. Next thing you see them together. It's ridiculous. It's like, Jesus Christ, get it. There's something that's drawing in you. Something's getting off on all the drama and ugliness, or you wouldn't be there. What is it? What's driving your fucking bus? It's got an agenda. Look at where you seem to be, and you'll, re- you'll recognize its traits and its, and its behaviors. You'll see what it loves and what it doesn't love. You'll see what it calls relief and what it doesn't call relief. And it's not what you think. Just check it out. What's happening in your life? You want to get down to it, you can read it very well. That's right. I'm good. I'm really good. That was a good move. <laughs>